Now a stretch on the left, a shot, kick down, kick save, and a beauty from Hill. Somehow Veneers got through unmarked. Now a loose puck, sliding save by Hill. What a combo! Aiden Hill flashing all over. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Oh, and a loose puck, it goes into the goal. The Knights have made it. Johnny on the spot. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Okay, live update on our program right now. Let's go to Chris Chapman, manning the operations studio and the operator station. Uh, Is the podcast up and running? No. No, all right. It, it goes up after. No, not sec- right now. But is it yes. up and yeah, running yeah. as a whole? <laughs> yes. Because for a while we had some trouble with the podcast. Yeah, so yeah I realized yeah. the podcast the, wouldn't be up yet because well, we haven't finished the show. Yeah, yeah. But from all understanding, the issues have been resolved, and yes. we are streaming. That is a live report from the operator station of the DK Insider Show. If we had a teletype, it would run. But you know why we don't have one? Well, because Chapman likes to pretend he can do it. Like, well, but he, he, didn't he do wasn't there. doing it, so he, I he didn't I, do it. I filled in for him. Once again, oh, there's boy. nothing like a well-produced radio show. <laughs> the white you know is what? better. You know what? This is nothing <laughs> like a well-produced radio show. It's not even close oh, boy. Uh, to that. Uh, a reason I bring up the podcast is because John Shannon was on in the opening hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome uh, breakdown and evaluation of what's going on in Edmonton. Yep. San Jose uh, as well. Calgary was a really cool angle mm-hmm. uh, with that. And they've flown under the radar behind Edmonton a touch. But with the recall of Wolf and the benching of Huberto, there's some uh, more eyes coming on that program. And then you get into King Colasar, mm-hmm. who stopped by yep. after doing a ball hockey clinic at Nellis uh, Air Force Base. And he was a ton of fun yeah. talking about all kinds of things. A little bit of hockey in there, yeah. but like some personality. Uh, you get to be around Keegan a little bit. You know the personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see how many people, I don't know how many people are aware uh, because he's when he's at work, yeah. he's at work. Yep. And uh, and he's a he's a fun guy to to chirp with. Yeah, it's super stoic when you're when you're kind of watching him do his thing. But uh, he he had some really good digs in that one, and really unique perspectives too. So I, I thought it was a fantastic one. He just texted me and said to yeah, make sure did. that I plugged that interview mm-hmm. uh, of his on the uh, on the podcast. So yep. that's what we did. And thanks to Chapman's update, we can encourage people to go over to the podcast and grab it after. Chapman, how long until the podcast is up? Like following our show, which ends 6 o'clock Pacific time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually it's about 15, 20 minutes. So at 6.20, the podcast will be available Yes, for download. Yes. Uh, that's awesome. Podcast does really well. We appreciate everybody uh, chiming in with us. Last night, uh, a loss to the Los Angeles Kings in a well-played, very uh, disciplined game mm-hmm. on both sides. Mm-hmm. Like the... I don't think Vegas gave up a lot. No. The shot totals led us to believe that, mm-hmm. uh, over 30. But as far as great chances against, there wasn't a lot there. And and Aiden Hill, he, he basically stopped every shot he faced. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was the, yeah. the shot deflected off Alex Petrangelo over to a wide open net. Yep. 
that's not a, uh, anywhere near a clean goal. Pierre-Luc right. Dubois scores off uh, a bounce off the end boards that kind of didn't shouldn't even have come out that way. <laughs> Just did. Like it, it, it hit the board strange yeah. and and flipped out. And then you had the deflection goal, which mm. was an outstanding play uh, on the power play for the LA Kings. But like from an Aiden Hill standpoint, he made all the saves. He's like really the good. Clean saves. Yeah. And and there was. Some great play uh, by the center iceman of of the w- William Carlson's numbers last night. Did you take a look at those? Mm. Holy cow! Yeah, like dominant. <laughs> he in was the really draw. good. Yes, uh, just just owned that faceoff dot. We yeah. talked about that uh, yesterday. And uh, on the offensive side, there wasn't a lot to go with from from the Golden Knights because LA played, I think, to its top form mm-hmm. in the in that game. Uh, the one three one was effective. Uh, there there was a couple of chances. I, I think I think Vegas played the one three one well in the sense of they were disciplined through it. They didn't cause a lot of turnovers. Yeah, they were able to, able to get the puck in the zone either by uh, chipping off the wall or or dumping it in uh, when carrying it in. in. Uh, the 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 basic difference in the game, which led to a four one win for LA with an empty netter, was. The Kings converted on a couple of power plays, mm-hmm. and and Vegas didn't. Uh, Vegas had chances on the power play, but didn't have any shots on the power play. Yeah, yeah. The the first big one I think for the Golden Knights on the power play was Mark Stone backdoor to William Carlson, yeah. just unable to to kind of put that one home. That I think was, the defenseman got a stick on it. Yeah, and and you're right. It was LA making a play defensively, yeah. right? And and so that kind of leans into what you were just talking about. Defensively, I thought both teams were really good. L.A. doesn't give you much of anything. I thought the Golden Knights didn't really give L.A. much of anything, as you mentioned and and just kind of chronicled. The goals for the Los Angeles Kings had some fortuitous bounces go their way, and they were able to capitalize on it. And that's fine, right? Give give them full marks. Vegas got lots of bounces, too. Yeah, 100%. But I think you can can take something from that on the defensive side that you weren't just plain old beat. No, you weren't plain old beat. You you had some some bounces and you know, you got to give again the the Kings a lot of credit because they didn't give up much to to the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights didn't give up much to the Kings. And you take out those two power play goals, like if that game's played 5 on 5, the difference is is one play, right? Like you've got an empty net goal in there for good measure for Los Angeles too, but it was a fairly even game, evenly played game. I thought through, through both for yeah, both for both, both team, sides. Both teams scored a five on five goal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Carlson's got something going on with that shot. I yeah. got to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> but he's beating guys clean. Yeah, from mid mid range. Yeah, not not in tight. That there's there's whether it's the same thing the Hague did. Did he tweak it or or whatever? I don't know. That there's time to really tweak a lot of things. Sure. Uh, in in the summer, but uh, but I'll I'll chat with uh, Bill tomorrow on on that. If it was. If it was the Stanley Cup playoffs mm-hmm. and you go by just the five on five play, they'd still be playing. Probably. Yeah. They'd be into their 35th <laughs> overtime by now. They might go that direction there just too. Wasn't, there yeah. wasn't a lot going on. And it was it was a later it, season game with the with the defensive posture. And it's funny because neither side panicked, right? Like the the Kings won't panic if they don't get their looks because they'll just keep grinding away. And I thought the Golden Knights, to, to your point, were very disciplined in not forcing plays through the neutral zone, not forcing things through the 1-3-1. They were committed to putting pucks in deep and going to work there. I was perfectly fine with what Vegas did. We'll get into a game rating in a second. Mm. Uh, LA's, after seeing them 
twice with their A lineup. Mm-hmm. Shootout win for Vegas a couple of weeks ago, 12 days ago, and then the regulation victory by the Kings. I'm impressed. I, I like what they've done with the, with their team. They're, they are bigger. Bruce talked about this mm-hmm. yesterday, Bruce Cassidy. Uh, they are different on the back end, and that's a Vegas influence. Yeah. In in that regard, yeah, to try and be uh, tougher, maybe not as dynamic offensively, sure, on the back end, but definitely harder to get to the net. Yeah, they they did a really good job cutting cutting everything away and and not giving up the middle ice. And the LA Kings are a good team; they they really are. Cam Talbot's kind of found something, but again, you kind of look at it from that perspective. I don't think Cam Talbot was forced to make pristine saves or anything like that. He thought, again, he doesn't have to because that's a that's a good goalie environment it, like it is in Vegas. You're going to have to make some saves, but sure. that might be the best goalie environment in the league. It, it might be, and you've got a guy right now in Cam Talbot who's feeling pretty confident that he can make those saves. And if you're getting those saves and the Kings are scoring goals the way that they are, they're really, they're really a tough team to beat. That'll be a constant question throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Can that goaltending Get a hold stand up. up to it? Yeah. Uh, throughout the entire season. They've got David Riddick, too, uh, in the Ontario mm-hmm. ring, uh, National Hockey League goaltender. Let's do game rating, and then we'll get to Bruce Cassidy on the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. You know, yeah! talk- <laughs> I always forget the cheers. Every time. Every time. I don't know. It just seems to fit there. But, but the cheers are good. I'm going to have to write myself a note. Uh, I was going to mention to John Shannon that we were doing booze for the game rating this year huh. and to see what his reaction would be. Because I'm it could go it's fifty fifty. Yeah. Whether John's like disappointed in yeah. us or whether he's <laughs> whether he's on board with this well, and it's Vegas, so why not go for it? Well I mean it wasn't it wasn't our choice. It was fan vote. Yeah so. no John's gonna tell us mm. we control that. I'm gonna hide behind the yeah. fan vote. <laughs> I don't want John to be mad at me. <laughs> no you no you no you don't. You <laughs> definitely don't want that. Uh, Chapman I'm going to give it a tequila, three out of five. I mean, look, you, you, you talked about all the good things they did, a couple bad bounces go there, go against them, but they lost the game. And they lost to the Anaheim Ducks a couple nights ago. So you're selling me on a two right now. No, 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 because they're, they're, they're look, they, they didn't get blown out. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't just lay down, but. I don't think they were they were better they weren't better than Los Angeles and I expected them to come out and play a better game than they did last night to, coming off the loss to Anaheim. Look, it's a division rival. It's a team you just beat a couple weeks ago in their barn. You knew they were going to come in here and and try to play their game and I thought LA did a much better job of playing their game than Vegas did of playing theirs. It's not it's not a terrible loss. It's not like they just stunk. It wasn't good. It's right in the middle. It's a three out of five. That sounds more like you're talking two. No, if they get if they get their doors blown off, then it's a one two. They didn't get their doors blown off. I mean, they had a chance late in the third period to kind of get back into it, but look, LA was just better than them. Doesn't it sound like he's more two. It feels more like a two. I'm not giving it a two. But they, it feels but like you're you're fired up in the way that you would be if it was well, like if they, a one. If, or they, a if two. they lose like five nothing, it's a two. Well, that's more like a one. Yeah, but they they didn't play a terrible game. I think you're have a you've got a, a different scale. I mean, it's fine. No, it's no, fine. no. Look, I it, just I got the impression that you were going two, three is three makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Ryan, 
Yeah, I you know I'm interested. It's interesting because I I don't mind how the Golden Knights played, but I also feel the optics of giving it a Scotch whiskey for a four one loss seems like I'm being an apologist. That's a four, right? Yeah, it's a four yeah. out of five. But I don't mind how they played. Like if the Golden Knights play the way that they did against LA most nights, they're gonna win. I, I really believe that because again, we talked we touched on the hallmarks, right? They they shut things down. They really didn't give up much. You look at the goals. They all kind of resulted from broken plays in and around. Aiden Hill was very good. Uh, special teams is the, the one area that I'm looking at and saying, okay, you know what? You've, you've got to find a way to kind of convert. You've got to find a way to bury uh, some of those looks or some of those chances. But, you know, sometimes in hockey you get the breaks. Sometimes you don't. And last night to me really felt like a game where th- they just didn't have the breaks. So, um Optics be damned. I don't really care. I'm going Scotch whiskey, four out of five. Wow. I look at it this way. The Vegas Golden Knights had one line that was intact, Mm -hmm. and that line was the major focus of the LA Kings. Very much more difficult than a normal night where LA is going to have to worry about three lines and then the energy line. So they were able to really dial in on stopping Jack and Ivan and Marcia So. Mm Mm-hmm. Except for on the power play, when you've got all kinds of opportunities there, sure, more players and and uh, the setup, and there's no real emphasis uh, in being able to load up. So the power play shouldn't have been impacted by the injuries or the lack of uh, of players. Chandler would normally play the power play. Nick Vaughn normally plays the power play. Uh, yeah, but there's enough other other players. Uh, so you didn't score in the power play, didn't get a shot, even though I thought it was arguably the more dangerous part of the game, didn't score, and the other team scored too on, on their power play. Mm-hmm. You you lost the special teams battle uh, significantly last night, and the rest, the five-on-five five play, this team should be with, with what's happened in Henderson and, and the last couple of years, these players that have come up, uh, the, the, used to the system, uh, everybody should be locked in five-on-five. Five. I, I it's it's a great setup that it should be seamless coming up, and it has been five on five. They were they were solid last night. Didn't generate a lot, but they 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 fell in the special teams area, which should have been unaffected or should be less affected by the the lack of uh, the two injuries that were there. So um, I, I I'm going to go a, a two a gin and, wow. and go, go go there because what what held them back last night should have been something that allowed them to excel in, in that regard. There, the other stuff was good. It was a, it was a well-played five-on-five game, but you got to be able to to convert. And Finally, you lost, you lost the back we're going to add one and a half ounces. Yes. Finally, we're going to add one and a half ounces of gin for the world's highest rated job. Dad. You're so excited to get that in. I was still mid-sentence. That's why I stopped and then, it. <laughs> and then you stopped it, and then you started it again. So I'm going I'm going to back-to-back losses. I'm going to just a little bit of a... Why are you shaking your head? Revoking Positivity Alley. No, I, listen, I don't, th- no. I don't think he's that I, far off. I I didn't Honestly, mind how Alley. they played. No, I, I, I didn't and, either. And, and, like, you know, special teams certainly have to be a story That's where it is. when Chandler Stevenson and Nick Waugh are out of the lineup. But, you know, at, at the same time, like, 
You've got they William didn't have a shot. They didn't have a shot in the power play. No, I a shot recorded. I I know that, but they 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 had that opportunity, yeah, right? Like they had plenty of chances. Bounces being what they are, like I. Yeah, but I, then then you also have them taking penalties while they're on the power play. Yeah. I mean, on the whole, I I like the game. Look at Ryan and his rose-colored glasses. I know. I know. It, how we'll, we'll just we, how we gotta far get to, we've come. To take those boy, glasses oh boy. off and be able to look at the real world, don't we? I just can't believe that I'm the voice of reason here. Like we've well, got one guy, the, one guy who's who's way too far up positivity alley. The average of the scores is a three. Yeah. So the the official game rating on this is a tequila, not not. Do you a post gin. the game rating. You should actually. We should start doing that. You want me to do that right now? I wonder now? what the yeah. fans would think. Like, like if, we, if it was our, a... our collective game rating yeah. is a three. Well, do you do you agree? Okay. All right. Maybe we could find a sponsor for it. It'd be awesome if we could. Yeah. Yeah. An alcohol sponsor. That that would <laughs> that would only make too much sense, Chapman. Hey, 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 listen, I don't want to tell our sales department how to do their job. You wanna you wanna throw an email out to somebody? Like I'm more than I'm more than happy to go down that. I road. mean, look, we, we we legitimately have a massive liquor store. It's wild. Like like, like half a block from the station. It's I, right there. I don't think it works that way. And I and I, I am a frequent There's visitor. There's a 7-Eleven over there too, and I'm not campaigning for a By the way, for that. I always thought you were joking. I went into that 7-Eleven yesterday, yeah. and they had us on. Like, not us, like because obviously, yeah. but they had on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ooh. You think I just make stuff up? Well, no, I mean, but, but sometimes. Yeah, no. sometimes you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't believe I make three hundred fifty grand a year like on that. this job. 7-Eleven has us on for him. In, in the store. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, they had on Covino and Rich. And I, I, I was, I almost said something. Continue to doubt me. Continue I to doubt said, me. I was like, hey. continue to be wrong. Like I wanted to be like, hey, you guys are listening to Fox Sports Las Vegas. I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm Chapman. Okay, so From official. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, no, you would. <laughs> he would. That, that is amazing. Uh, uh, okay, well, let's get to Bruce Cassidy, who uh, started his availability today, uh, going down a couple of different areas. Uh, one being. Uh, that they lost back-to-back games uh, for the first time, uh, first time without a point since January in back-to-back games. Uh, Michael Amadio was a topic of conversation, uh, players stepping up to fill uh, the injured spots and how they've played, Zach Whitecloud's status. And the centers, uh, two of the four centers uh, being out and and how they did. Dorfiev was also uh, brought up during his availability today. Here's Bruce Cassidy over at City National Arena. First time you've gone two games without a point since January. Uh, that's the process of flipping the page. Well, it usually starts with playing better. Um, how do you do that, or where do you do that? What areas? Didn't mind our five-on-five five game, as I said. I thought our special teams got outplayed the last two nights or two games. That's part of the reason. Um, we talked about that areas we wanted to improve this year was special teams, and we were trending well. Um, so that's one area that can help us. I still think LA got some bounces the other night. The first goal hits our guy, second one off the or whatever, one off the end board. So some of those are going to go against you. Even Anaheim schools, I thought they were a little, you know, they worked hard to get to the net, but the pucks were able to find them, or maybe that was going our way earlier. So there's a little bit of this you got to just play through, knowing that the hockey gods kind of, you know, just act differently from night to night. And, so what, what's the task in front of us then? Let's create our own breaks in those situations so we get the bounces going our way again and we outplay the other team to make sure that happens. So that was a bit of the messaging today. We talked to the special teams about 
you know, what had happened the last two games, how we, you know, we need to be better on that going forward, specifically the power play to generate some momentum, get us going, get your touches, at least feel better about yourself. And uh, that's it. Um, you never want to lose a couple in a row, but it is going to happen at some point through the year. We had a really good start, put ourselves in a good position that we don't have to, this shouldn't weigh us down at all. We're a good enough team to overcome it. <clears throat> I liked his pace in the middle of the ice. That was always my concern as a centerman. We um, got to cover a lot of ice in our system, board to board, low in our zone to support, all the way to the other end. I thought his pace was fine. Um, you know, he's able to generate a couple of looks. It's ironic that the, his best chance was off the wing coming from Stoney, making a play out of the middle. So he hasn't lost that ability. He did that in Anaheim too to draw a penalty. So, but he's able to pull away from the D, right? And I think that's something last year he could do sometimes, not all the time. So far this year, he has his legs under him. So I think it's easier to play the game when you have your legs under. We're not asking him to go be a physical, big physical presence. None of our centermen are really asked to do that. So that part of it, he's got the good IQ. So if he can keep his pace up, as long as Stevie's out, which Stevie won't play tomorrow, we don't know going forward, but um, that, that, that'll, that'll help. Was today's practice plan a reaction to last night the special teams? Some of it was. Uh, there was, uh, well, actually, you know, the rim drill, we weren't good on the boards last night, not good enough. So we're always revisiting that, Darren, but a little more today with the goalie, building it into goalie warm up. The uh, two on one, two on two, three on two is a little bit about breaking out pucks from. Um, from a goalie save or an off net shot. It was kind of just a reaction play, not, not a dump in, a retrieval, so to speak. So last night, I think it was the um, first goal was a, you know, was a little bit of that snowballed on us. And so just tidying up that area of communication between the two D, the first touch go up ice, or do you need to change sides to get away from pressure, then go up ice? So we revisited that. The last part was power play, try to be a little more predictable to one another in your entries, and then a little more dynamic in zone and working to recover pucks. So um, we're trying to get our penalty killed the pressure as hard as we could so that you're forcing the guys to work. And I thought our guys did work. And so it was it was good. I thought we had a, a good day. Those injuries have kind of hit early in the season. But guys like Pablo, guys like Frank Pahal, guys like Don are really stepped up. How impressed have you been with those guys throughout this first stretch of the season? Yeah, they've done a good job. And, and we feel they're all NHL players. Um, we just have some other players ahead of them, right? And and that happens. Uh, but they've gone in and, and done well for us. They they should never have to carry the team by any means. Just contribute, be, be support people for us. Um, and you work your way up. Maybe down the road there'll be guys we rely on a little more. But right now they're support people and they're doing a good job supporting when they've been asked to do that. Uh, so credit to them for being ready. Um, it is an opportunity. They're not first-year guys that are still learning. They are guys that have been there. They're guys that have no desire, no disrespect to Henderson and Craiger. They don't want to go there. So they want to stay here and they want to play well and stay here and push for more minutes here. They've done their time down there. So I think that's the other advantage of they're a few years into it. And uh, that usually you know, is a sign that guys are NHL ready when they're pushing every time they get an opportunity. Um, and they're working in practice extra to make sure that they're ready because they know that the opportunities are sometimes few and far between. So grab them while you can. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a lot closer. Um, whether it's tomorrow, I don't know yet. We'll, we'll probably have a call for you in the morning on that. But um, I got to get with Steve to find out if there's any 
issues getting through practice didn't look like it. Um, usually when a guy's been hurt, how's he waking up tomorrow? Does he feel like he's ready to play? So we're getting to that point. <laughs> Uh, I think he's got good composure on the breakout. Um, good defender, one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, gives you a little ozone blue line, too. He usually makes good decisions with the puck there. Uh, I also think he's been built into the penalty kill, which has been good for us for the most part, but he'll help even more there, maybe take a few minutes away from uh, someone that's you know, been forced to stay out there a little longer. He's um, a good voice in the room, too. <clears throat> Which you guys have built so good down the middle, strength down the middle. What is it? Yeah, there is. I mean, Howie's been playing center now for a while. We're okay with him there, but we lose his effectiveness um, when Stevie and Stoney were together. His forechecking, what what he did really well for them was create loose puck situations, and he got to the net. Um, Will's doing some of that, but now Will's up there, so who takes his spot? Paul bounces down, so there's always going to be that. Uh, and that, and Ronnie's played well. They're just not, you know, there's a pecking order there and, and you, you miss some of those guys that are they're up there. Um, and then the domino effect disrupts some of the chemistry of the other lines. You know, Ammo, Carly, and Pav are arguably our most productive line in terms of the minutes they're getting. Now Ammo's up and Pav's on the other wing and, and so you're, you're, it's just disruptive, I guess is what it is. And you gotta play through the, those disruptions. It's just like the D pairs when you lose Hager and, and Whitey, okay, it's one pair that's played together, so at least the pairs can stay together, right? So there's a little bit of that continuity that helped us early in the year. We had our guys, and, and it seemed like when Petro was out, so was Marty, right? So he, again, pairs got to stay together. So I think there was, it, was it, it factored in less to our D. It's factoring a little more to our chemistry with our forwards. How would you describe Dorfield as a player? Uh, cerebral, uh, greasy. Uh, shooter, but still makes small area plays. If that, I, I find he's a um, real good player from the top of the circles down. Or his offensive, offensive strengths are top of the circles down, whereas maybe a Paul Cotter is more from the blue line down to attacking because of his, his speed and, and size uh, and one-on-one -on -one ability, where Pav's more, I'm just using a comparison here, like I'm not trying to drag Paul into this, but uh, Pav's a real, Paul's game is, is good off the rush. We're working on his ozone game. I think Pav's strength is more his ozone play game than maybe he's still good on the rush, but I like the plays he makes down around the net below the goal line. He's got a good nose for traffic around him and still make those little touch plays. What's next for him? Uh, what is next for him? Well, we like where he is now, to be honest. He's, he's, he's fit in well with that third line. He's added offense. Um, it would be consistency and net presence. I think he's a guy that can, when I say greasy, he's slippery in and out of there with the puck. Let's get him going there a little more often without it so he becomes more of a, a guy that occupies space in front of the net and people because he's, he's big enough to do that and he's got good enough hands to, to locate pucks around. Bruce Cassidy today, uh, interesting media availability. I love picking his brain about the practice plan and mm -hmm. whether or not it changed in response to last night. And there was a little bit of that. I was more looking at the power play angle, but sure. he he took it down uh, a much more specific path. It, it's always good to 
just know exactly what the, what the coach is thinking and, and to kind of get that, that idea out there. But you, you're right. You, certainly the special teams um, they did a lot of it today. was an area of focus for sure. And, you know, then kind of going, going a little bit further, the, the, the play on the walls and, and just kind of reinforcing the certain details that you need to have in your game. I thought that uh, he did a great job explaining that. Instead of dump-ins or mm-hmm. rims, you played off the goalie and you, you respond and come out. That was interesting too. They said we had our penalty killers be more aggressive mm-hmm. uh, against the power play, which I think you need that pressure, right? Like you need to be able to to handle or see. It's not ever going to be a, a lot of power play, A lot of power plays, like basically, there's no, there's just people yeah. standing there. You're just you're just trying you're to get around, get your confidence in, practice, in, in yeah. moving things around. But I think that you need to play at the pace or close to the pace that you're going to try to replicate in a game. And I, I think for the Golden Knights, more than anything, when it comes to their special teams, power play specifically, is just upping the pace, upping the decision-making, making quicker decisions with the puck and moving it around a little bit more. And, you know, I think for the Golden Knights, that's going to be a thing that they've got to focus on on the, on the man advantage. He used one of my favorite words Did he? in sports Okay, during that availability tonight. Did anything jump out at you? Greasy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that I like word. that. It's good. And I was thinking when he used it in relation to Dorofiev, mm-hmm. like, I don't see that. Yeah. I I think of a greasy player as like a little bit walking the line of you, of the rules. You think Corey Perry? Corey Perry or Brad Marchand yeah. or something like that. But then he clarified how how Dorofia is greasy. Like mm-hmm. he can slip into different areas, yep. grease. Yep. Uh, he can slide off to a, a, an unguarded spot or protected mm-hmm. spot. Thought, okay, well that that makes sense. <laughs> but when he first said it, I'm like, I, I spent about a minute and a half like writing down greasy. Yeah. How I doodle and stuff. Greasy. Yeah. Dorofia. He doesn't say anything to anybody. Like, where's the gre- where's the greasiness? And he's not an agitator. Yeah. Where's the greasiness in it? But now it makes sense. It's a different application of the word greasy, mm. right? It's it's slippery. It's it's the ability. The hockey application yeah. is Corey Perry. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. But it's a different way of looking at things, mm. right? And I think that's kind of where where Bruce Cassidy shines in these media availabilities is you you sit there and you think about it, and then all of a sudden. When he gives you the explanation, when he gives you more context, you're like, "Yeah, okay, I can I can see Pavel Dorofiev as a greasy player and gre- greasy being slippery." He's making me think. Oh, let's give away a fifty dollar <laughs> gift certificate to the Brewdog Pub. All right, Brewdog, fifty dollar gift card to Brewdog. It's Las Vegas's rooftop rooftop restaurant and bar with the best views of the Strip. Go to Brewdog.com/slash/Vegas-locals to learn more about this unique experience. Caller number 15, you're a winner of the $50 BrewDog gift card. 702-876-1340 is the number. Caller number 15. I was calling it a gift certificate. It's a gift card. It's a gift card. Hmm. It says it specifically gift card. Really? Yeah. So it's not a certificate. No. a card is more like your little I, I just, credit card. Like you just swipe it and you got 50 I, bucks off. Yeah, it. I think yeah. you're ready to go there. Yeah. yeah. The certificate's more like the paper version. And it gives you the, and then you can lose it. Lose that. And, yeah, well, you I can could. lose them both. Well, you could, but I mean, you just throw it right in your right in your uh, wallet. Should be good. You go golfing and playing golf, uh, and you get the certificate, the little receipt from mm-hmm. inside the pro shop, mm-hmm. and then you have to give it to the starter mm-hmm. when, you, when you get to the first tee. 
I lose those things every time. Then I have to go back. And there's like 25 feet between the pro shop and my cart. Another and I lose it every time. Another reason I will not play golf. <sighs> We've got to one-timers. News notes from around the National Hockey League coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carlson left corner. Centered one-timer score! It's time for one-timers. one-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. Got a current performance going for the first overall pick in the National Hockey League's most recent draft. Connor Bedard having himself a night. Let's go live to the update desk of the VGK Insider Show. And here is Ryan Wallace. No, you do it while I'm saying it. It's not separate. Okay. Well, it's close. I mean. <laughs> Just ruined it. <laughs> Letting this one breathe. Oh, boy. All right, Connor Bedard. Um, <laughs> two goals. No. Okay, goodness gracious. Two goals, two assists, four-point nights for Connor Bedard, and it's just uh, just past the midway point of the game. So still an opportunity for Connor Bedard to hit his first career NHL hat trick with a, another goal, and he can continue to add to his totals. But right now, Bedard... In game number 13, up to 11 points, two goals, two assists, four-point night for Connor Bedard. You know why that game's important for Connor Bedard? Who he's doing it in front of. Hmm. Not just Steven Stamkos, going to be a Hall of Famer. Okay. Not Kucherov, going to be a future Hall of Famer. Okay. Not Victor Hedman, all of the players, Stanley Cup champions, three straight mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Yeah. It's just doing it in front of John Cooper. Oh, there you go. The, here's why it's important that he does it in front of John Cooper. John Cooper was going to be Team Canada's Olympic coach. Sure. At the last Olympics. Mm-hmm. But NHL players couldn't go. COVID. Yeah. Couldn't go. I anticipate, there's nothing guaranteed here, but when Canada goes to the next Olympics in Italy in 26, mm-hmm. I would think, barring some kind of unforeseen fall-off in Cooper's status, he'll be the next coach. Yeah. Just, just you want to make those impacts when you can. Uh, he didn't go out and score four points tonight because it's against John Cooper, mm-hmm. but they work well together. It's also the mom's trip, so mm-hmm. plenty of reasons for Connor Bedard. It was the mom's trip by Colorado here too. <laughs> well I'm, I'm saying they're performing so we can point out the mom's trip the moms were be right below us and yeah. the uh, party suite right below us so that was a rough one a party suite yeah. uh the group suite and by the middle of the second period the moms were just back talking they weren't <laughs> really watching I, and you, you automatically find the goalie mom mm-hmm. your give yeah like, oh. just you feel bad for goalie moms goalie moms <laughs> Tough. Uh, Shane Wright has been recalled on the subject of high draft choices. Mm-hmm. Once thought of as the consensus number one two years ago, yep. a, he fell to number four. Uh, but he has been recalled for uh, his time with the Seattle Kraken. Yep. Recalled by uh, Seattle from Coachella Valley. Mm-hmm. Shane Wright's guy, is he, I don't know whether he's going to play tonight. It sounds like he's going to play tonight. <laughs> Seattle against Colorado. Uh, but that 
recall was prompted because Jordan Eberle, mm-hmm. forward, suffered a slice from a skate blade in mm. the upper part of the leg near the quad muscle. Wow. At practice yesterday. Jeez. And, and a total fluke. And this is why we talk about neck protection, mm-hmm. wrist protection, whatever, wherever's going to help you. Fluky things happen, and you're you're walking around in razors. Yeah. And when people fall together or there's pile-ups in front of the net, and it, it can happen. Yeah. Six years ago, I was cutting the inside of the knee, and it is a scar like you would not believe. Wow. Didn't even know I was cut. Like Really? Minute. Didn't even know I was cut. It was such a clean cut. Yeah. Easy to repair. But So I know firsthand what this is. Jaden Schwartz of the Seattle Kraken stepped on a puck. Mm-hmm. Slipped. Yeah. Skate comes up. He's standing beside Jordan Everly. Yeah. Goes inside his his pants. Yeah. In, in now he went to the hospital. MRI sounds like there's no tendon damage right. or big muscle damage or anything. It's just a, a deep cut. And he sewed up. He'll he'll be sore for a couple of days. He's not going to play tonight. Yeah. But it can happen that fast. It, it's it's odd that we would have the two incidents mm-hmm. this close together. One is totally tragic. The other yeah. one is minor. Yeah. And he'll be back. But they could both be. Hey, if that catches a, a major yeah. artery, you're, you're in big trouble. Yeah. It, it is. doesn't matter all, what kind of medical attention you have. Right. Uh, personnel there. Like, that's... It's... it's Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, you're you're dealing with, with, with razors and you're dealing with... Um, you know, just things that can happen in that regard. And I, I will say that it has been encouraging to see more players wearing neck protection. It's been encouraging to a see Andre Kopitar, Kevin Fiala last night, both wearing neck protection last night. So, um, you know, just kind of seeing those signs and seeing those trends and, and moving in that direction. It, it to, to be honest, like, it's surprising. We don't see more of this kind of stuff it's surprising that you know we kind of get it in like a con- more cuts yeah more yeah. cuts but you know having it be as as condensed in, in a time period I, I think it maybe shifts the focus and you start to think about it a little bit more games that impact the vegas Golden knights but oh they can't set the record for best record in the first 15 games they cannot anymore. they uh, cannot that uh, even if they win tomorrow night they'll come up one point shy uh, of that they were 13 and 2 uh, last year, 26 points. They yeah. can get to 25 points uh, this time around. Uh, but the LA Kings on a back-to-back playing the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight at home uh, in LA. You cheer for the Penguins there uh, because obviously the rivalry and mm-hmm. the battle. And the other one is uh, Vancouver has a lead over Ottawa. Vancouver starting a, a long road trip. And that's uh, after two periods. Vancouver leads 3-2 in that game. Vancouver averaging over four goals a game. Yeah. So, so far... Filling the net. So far, Ottawa's kept them kept them in check. Well... Compared to the, compared to the averages. That's that's a good point. They haven't got to the four yet. Ottawa riding high off of their 6-3 victory last night over the Toronto Maple Leafs, too. Boys, Toronto... There's some unrest in Toronto. See, I... If we had more time with John Shannon, that was my next avenue. Like, is there panic setting in yet in Toronto? I, like, I know that's a ridiculous no, not question. panic. I, I, can, I can tell you this. There's not panic... But there's noise, yeah, and there's unrest, and there's nervousness from the fan base. Disappoint, 
disappointment from the fan base. Okay. They, they thought this was going to be a runaway this year. Yeah. Well, it should. With Florida, it should be. Florida coming with the injuries. Boston was supposed to take a step back. Tampa's doesn't have Andre Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. Detroit and Ottawa and uh, those teams not quite ready to, to Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, not quite ready. It was supposed to be a runaway for Toronto. Mm-hmm. So to see them middling yeah. uh, in and around 500, even with the, the great start by Austin Matthews, there's noise there. But the team, there's no there's no panic. Hmm. I wasn't talking about the team. I was the fan base? Yeah. Do you see uh, what was thrown on the ice the other day? No. So I'm from the era of Toronto when I was around there. There was somebody throwing waffles on the ice. <laughs> they, they, were, they were so bad. And some fan just started for a series of games throwing waffles on the ice. Yeah, why not? I, I, to this day, have no idea what it signified. Yeah. But they would, they, these waffles. Austin Matthews scores a hat trick the other night. Okay. Yeah. What do you throw on the ice after a hat trick? Chapman, what would you throw on the ice? You throw a hat. Mm. What would you throw on the ice? I would I would throw a hat. Yes. Yeah. What if you don't have a hat? Well, I throw a scarf. I don't know. A shoe? Mm, no. How about a brazier? Whoa! Oh. Hey now. First cup they've had on the ice in a while. Oh wow. That's mine. You don't have a No. No. That's such a dad that's such a dad joke. <laughs> But like we should have the drum roll in the yeah I don't know what happened to it what happened to the symbols like I I had it and and it's gone it's it says hotkey error media asset not found well you know what happened your intro to John Chandler took up all the space (laughs) yeah maybe that's what happened can't believe you're still here I thought you'd be working on a new intro there I got I got a week oh I won't be week I won't be here next week so you got week a week oh a week yeah but I won't be here next week so I got two do we have a show next Thursday. We do not have a show next Thursday. No, so you got a couple weeks. Yeah, because of the yearly games. Well, I'll be out of town next week too. So. We're, uh, we're we have a, no, we, we have we don't have a show anyway. Yeah, yeah, we I have, know. You're gonna you're gonna be gone all week. I'll be gone. Well, I'll be here Monday, but I'll be oh. gone Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, possibly Friday. So how will we survive? I think I don't you'll be know. all right. I don't know. I think if Jared's in here, you guys will be just fine. I think, how will we survive? I don't think we will. <laughs> Those are one timers. News notes from around the National Hockey League. Catching up with Chapman's next. <laughs> When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, and Catching Up with Chapman, uh, sponsored in part by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. All right, so... It was your own microphone. You forgot to turn on your own microphone. So so Keegan Colasar was talking about he wants to take a trip up to West Point. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. You know, growing up where I grew up in New Jersey, we would go up there, not every year, but once in a while. Really? Yeah, we would go up to watch football game. Oh. My dad liked college football, and we would go up to West Point to watch a game every once in a while. And it's yeah, such that a must cool be a campus. It's a cool setting. It's right along the Hudson River. In the fall, you got the leaves changing. It's really, really a pretty. Tell me where it is in geography. Uh, well, it's probably about an hour and a half, maybe two hours north of New York City. Um, it goes up along the Hudson River, so it's it's direct shot north from Manhattan. And it, it probably it took us I want to say about three hours to get there when I was young. So, uh, a, a cool cool thing. But uh, we used to go to the Army Navy game too, which was kind of cool because they was a, they would always play that in Philadelphia. So, pretty pretty close to us growing up. So we had the best of both worlds. We could go to Army Navy and we can go to um, 
West Point, and my cousins are from Annapolis, so we only went down there once for a football game, but pretty cool to go see a game in Annapolis as well. If you were in the armed forces, what would you do? I actually was very close to joining the Navy. But what would you do, though? Um, I would I would love to be a fighter jet pilot. Like, just to me, just the coolest thing, to be able to get in the cockpit of a F-18 Hornet or... Would, would you have survived Hell Week as a SEAL? No, you were, no chance. Not chance. I, I wouldn't even survive the first day of basic training. I'm with you on that. I, 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 I would break down and cry. I would have been like Private Pyle in, in Full Metal Jacket. I'd have had a jelly donut in my... In my boot locker they would be telling stories of me breaking down for years yes. on that we got a game day tomorrow talk to you then